Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. I hope that wherever you are, whatever time of the day or night it is, you're having a wonderful time and you've had an opportunity to get in your RC stuff. That's right. We are back. A fresh episode of RC Stuff powered by Hobbywing. My name is Charlie Sawanka, and I am happy to present our new co-host, Mr. Mike Chen. Mike Chen, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you very much. It's happy to be here. And that's good to know how you to say your last name. What's a mystery to many? Uh, Mike is the newest member of the what I'll say the Hobbywing family. He's a full-time staffer here with us in the service department on the trenches with me. I uh, I've jokingly said that I've been trying to obsolete myself from my day job for years and years and years, and Mike is step one into that happening. So, Mike has joined the team to help us with service department stuff, going to event support, uh, promotions, and lots of other things. Um, but first things first, Mr. Chen, give us a, a little bit of background on how kind of you got into the RC world, if that's all right with you. Yeah, not a problem at all. Um, for me, it actually was a quarantine hobby. Um, I was looking for something to do. I happened to come across the, uh, the DCL big drone that they were playing around with over in Europe. And oh, those are fun. Yeah, when they, they did the first, like, the you know, their official, like, manned flight where they flew the guy, like, two feet off the ground up and down the oh, runway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. And they took the thing up in the air, did a couple flips with it. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And uh, that's kind of what got me into, uh, into the RC world because from there, I actually uh, called a friend of mine, also named Charlie, by the way, <laughs> um, he must who be awesome. sold me a full setup of uh drone a radio set of goggles and uh gave me a quick five minute how-to and sent me on my merry way <laughs> figure out the rest on my own <laughs> so uh yeah that's my story so you got hooked from something that looked super cool was it the, i mean was it the mindset that i need to i want to do that one day so i better learn how to fly an rc drone first not necessarily. All right. Um, those I, are crazy I, people that want to get in those things. I'm glad you're not a crazy person. I mean, I, I don't know how I would feel if somebody asked me if I, I wanted yeah, to fly one. I think fast forward to what they got now, maybe I'd jump in one. But I wouldn't want to try it out. Like, you guys go figure that stuff out first. Yeah. Can I can I try it with my RC link first? <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, no, that's uh, – it was it was more so the fact of uh, how hard it actually was because hopping into the simulator, um, the difficulty of flying quads in acro mode is, uh, yeah, it was a really really steep learning curve. Right, and that's kind of was my draw. I, I like those challenges, and I like doing like deep dives into things. So it kind of fulfilled two itches at once of uh, presenting a big challenge and scratching this other itch of. Uh, of uh, learning a lot. So, so a drone short. guy, you're, he's he's a drone guy, and you got into it from uh, buying a buddy's turnkey setup. Pretty and much, yeah. You you eventually broke it, I'm assuming, right? Uh, actually, believe it or not, it took me about a took me about six months to break the first thing on it. All right, well, that's not bad. Well, other than props, I hope. Jeez, well, maybe you got into it when props were good. So the first couple flights, I literally my my first six months was literally spent trying to hover about a foot <laughs> off the ground and fly to this one tree, turn around and come back. That was gotcha. my first six months. Slow and easy. That explains a lot. 
Yep. Um, and th this was FPV or line of sight? FPV. Oh, right away. FPV. I yep. I, I I tried to fly line of sight. The throttle was really wonky. Um, yeah. Because yeah. that's the first thing that everybody everybody has the hardest adjustment to. I think is how. So this was. Much yeah already beta, was this beta flight days or were you before beta flight uh so this was beta flight like 3.8 oh, still beta flight yeah still beta flight yeah. 3.8 the, the the worst beta flight he'll st was still better than whatever it was before beta flight the, the name that shall not be spoken <laughs> so i've heard <laughs> okay well that's good so at least you're on you're on a beta flight build you got your basics down and then you started going faster and then broke some stuff and then you had to self-teach how to fix and build drones or was that a well you have a buddy on board with that as well i mean no. I'm, I'm assuming you had a buddy that helped um, a little bit he's one of those guys it's kind of hard to reach him oh, okay so you know it, it was like hey when you when you want to reach him to sell something he was like yeah he's there and then after <laughs> that and like hey when i asked ask questions and stuff he just gave me very vague answers and then yeah, yeah. kind of pointed me onto the internet and to right. joshua bardwell and i was like okay so if I'm gonna learn I feel bad. I, it sounds like this person is the same as me because if people are listening to this right there, they're like, Charlie's the same way. What a jerk. <laughs> I do the same thing to people. Oh, here, watch this video. I can't, I can't answer your question directly. No, but I mean, it, it was one of those things where like I just I literally sat down and I mean, I, I, I literally ate, slept and breathe joshua bardwell for that sounds dirty yeah no, no okay <laughs> um for a couple months until i finally started understanding everything and once i understand it everything then i could kind of uh start putting a good I, I actually got the handle of everything and figured out if i set my rates lower and i put a throttle cap on hey it's so much easier to fly so then i learned right. how to fly better the, the uh the how-tos and the the way that they go through explaining a lot of the drone stuff is very helpful into getting that going. It's uh, the, the old YouTube university is a godsend for droners. Oh, yeah. And Oscar Liang as well, I think, is how yes. you say that last name. I yes. Oscar's website is a godsend. He, you know, the boss wants us to try to get him on here at some stage and maybe have like a short chat with him. And I would be just mostly thanking him for all the valuable information that he has out there for us to read through. I agree. Right. What's it's OscarLiang.com or net something L I A N G, something like that. I'm not even sure if that I'm pronouncing his last name right. So oh no, I'm pretty sure that's it. Okay, because I don't. Well, I'm sure well. maybe not pronouncing it, but that I'm, I think I'm, I'm almost 100 percent sure that's how it's spelled. Leave it in the comments below. There's no comments below. <laughs> and then uh, so Mike, that's so that's the a little bit of history. I'm sure there's some more details, but. What I wanted to get down to was how Mike became part of the team here at Hobbywing. And it was last last year at IO, correct? I should yeah. I should know this. I feel bad for even having to ask you. No, that's that's cor absolutely correct. It was last year at IO. Um, I finally had gotten somewhat confident flying and racing, so uh, I got the invite to go out and um, I showed up helped build a bunch of things set up a bunch of things flew a lot and... anybody anybody who shows up to any sort of event and runs around doing volunteer things at all odd hours of the day and is just there to help more than they are to fly or whatever the case may be already kind of has a leg up in my book so i was kind of like this guy seems all right to me well there there's a little bit of a selfish agenda there because <laughs> 
you know, when you, the more you help tend to help people, the more you can kind of just sit back and watch. And I think the most valuable lesson for a lot of things is, is being able to watch and take in what people do and how they do it. Mm. And so, you know, partially part of my bit of trying to teach people and helping people with a lot of stuff is reinforcement for my own skill set. So I can't say it's purely selfless. <laughs> It, it, there's a little bit of selfishness in there because it, it really does benefit me in the long run. I'm a, I'm a big fan of take care of yourself first, a happy self, and you can take care of all of the people around you a lot easier. So it's a good thing. <laughs> uh, but uh, we get what, what do you mean? Like the, the second night or the third night of IO at the Tiny Whoop tent? We were crossing paths, and I'm like, started chatting with you about something. And I think either you brought it up or I brought it up about working in the industry. I can't remember exactly how it went down, but we get to talking about people working in the industry and different jobs that are out there. Yep. That, that sounds about right. And then I, I was just like, and I kind of just threw it out there. I was like, any, any chance, uh, any chance hobby wings hiring. Right. And this was middle of the night at tiny whoop tent. So I'm like, all right, let's talk about this tomorrow. Yep. And then we <laughs> <laughs> made sure to follow up the next, I mean, it, your tiny whoop tent party doesn't start till after dark. And after you've been up kind of early, through a long day of doing event things, you, you want to make sure that you're, you got your, you, you, you cross your I's and you dot your T's, so to speak. And uh, so we talked the next morning and it seemed like I basically broke down what I do day to day as far as helping folks with problems, being able to create content for our YouTube channel, uh, some of the tech things that we do on the website and that we needed somebody that was better at droning than I was that knew the ins and outs of that stuff and was going to be able to kind of jump in two feet first into doing RC car stuff as well. And uh, Mike was on board. So we exchanged a couple emails, finally got in touch with the boss. Fast forward to, what's it been? Two weeks, three weeks, a month? Uh, I think it's about three. I think this is the end of my third week at this point. It, it feels like it has been forever because Mike's been doing a super good job. I want to say that, like, way to go, dude. We threw you to the, the wolves, got you kind of involved in a lot of the stuff around here real rapidly. And uh, he's been he's been taking it on the chin like a champ. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked you're on board. And uh, best part of this is Mike gets to go to I.O. with me. So I won't be there all by myself trying to run around and do all the things and doing a half job of all of them. There will be two of us there. So that will be even better. We both do a half job and we equal one full job. Totally. I can do with some help. I'll probably be able to do a three quarters job. So it'll be like 125. Yeah, I think the boss will be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> that math works for me. Uh, but yeah, so we are going to get to go to IO. We got the Hobby Wing camper set up. We're going to have the booth over at the World Cup track again. And uh, it should be a real good time. There's going to be myself, Mike, and a couple of the racers all camping out. And we'll be all over the place because I think nub is getting a golf cart again so that we'll yes. have transportation which is important and his does good wheelies if i remember correctly yeah i was uh, i was actually looking for a one wheel oh i hate those things i don't skateboard so i'm taking an electric bicycle my brother lives in illinois and i have some hobby wing things at his house that i have to pick up and by then he should have a honda trail 125 so i'm hoping maybe he'll let me borrow it for the week <laughs> okay yeah no that's a that's a great way to get around yeah but uh, Mike is going to be a part of a few things here at Hobby Wing from videos and tech topics and things like that. So, I mean, we've thrown a lot of things at you so far. What do you, I mean, not to throw you under the bus, but maybe what do you want to do first? What are you most excited for sort of thing? We got some cars coming to you and you got a, like a, a bit of a, a wish list, so to speak, laundry list of 
videos and articles and, and stuff like that. So what do you got in store for the people? Because I'm sure they, they're anxious to, to hear what you got. Uh, definitely. One of the things that I, uh, I actually kind of look forward to is breaking things. Yes. Um, the favorite part of my job. <laughs> basically trying to push the limits of everything and see where that breaking point is and what can cause a lot of these failures. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting that some people manage to get away with things and on certain things. And then other people seem to never have an issue. So I would like to actually be able to test and see what's going on there and try to figure out why some people, you know, some people get, have just, I guess, bad luck potentially where they might've gotten something jammed up somewhere. Right. The, when you get into driving things more and more, I feel like people are able to push their vehicles harder and harder and things come up that don't happen earlier on in their uh, experience. So you get to go through all of that firsthand, trying very hard to find out what's to break them. And that, that is one of the best parts about the job is breaking the stuff. So um, that's just awesome. Yeah. And to hopefully be able to give that feedback to, uh, to the R&D department and get them, you know, to help us make a better product for going going forward. Right. Make That's it don't it. break here. It's <laughs> been our mantra all along. So. All right. Um, um, you, you're racing at I.O. too, right? You, that, this, this was something you're, you're going to be a Tiny Whoop racer? Um, Tiny Whoop just runs a little too late for me personally. Oh, I thought you were talking about racing Tiny Whoop. No, I... Oh, um, oh. I'm a, I'm not a slouch when it comes to five inch and open class racing. Um, so I want to see where I will place this year. I'm oh, intrigued. Nice. That's um, excellent. You have yeah. VIP pitting at the, at the race. Are you, you run, you're talking about world cup, right? Yeah. Talking about running oh. world cup and, yeah, yeah. um, I might, I might run over to the intermediate track and see if, uh, see what kind of times I can put down there. Cause last, uh, last year I placed, I think I was like eighth or ninth on the intermediate track overall my bad i i just assumed because you were down with jesse and all them that you were the whole time that we have been talking about you we people are listening to this like charlie and mike have never met like all the <laughs> questions that charlie's asking mike are ridiculous doesn't even remember i'm sorry but in the end no i i'm sorry that's my bad but i'm even more excited now that you're racing five inch geez that's that's great i can help you with that sort of thing like i'm okay at spotting in that sort so that's be good no I'm, I'm pretty i'm pretty good on that um it's more so the uh for me it's 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 getting that reaction time down mm. because it was the, well the big game changer for me this year was actually switching uh control lengths um from flying just the standard fr sky d16 to a very low latency uh the express lrs on 500 megahertz uh, yeah yeah oh my god that was incredible i mean I, at I, those speeds latency is a huge deal and i didn't realize how big of a deal that was until i switched and i was like that is a huge difference i, I felt like i wasn't like all loosey-goosey anymore if that's the best mm -hmm. way to describe it and all of a sudden i felt actually relatively locked in and then I can actually, yeah, and I can actually feel my tuning changes too. That was the other big thing. And I give props to all the, the people who've been racing for multiple, multiple, multiple years at this point. You know, when they were flying with some, I, I finally got an opportunity to fly like an F3 flight controller pre beta flight. And I was like, you guys race this? <laughs> I'm like, 
no wonder you guys are so good right now. <laughs> right, right. The the transition from the old stuff to the new stuff. Oh, yeah. I think it's been a big thing that you bump into people that got out of racing for a while and they come back and like, dude, it's so much better now. The same thing is true in RC cars. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. I think I, I got into the drone bit, the drone racing bit at just the right time, just as all the electronics and everything just started coming up and started becoming really more reliable, per se. Mm -hmm. So, and just also easier to work on, I think, as well. Yeah, serviceability, repairability, all that fun stuff. Exactly. The race the, and the drone frames really geared towards easy to repair, which was super nice as we went through everything. Like being able to not have to build the drone complicated, so to speak, so that you could work on the thing and fix it rapidly. I think it's very. Oh, yeah. Cool. I've gotten to a point where at a race, I if I have all the parts and as long as everything's identical, I can probably rebuild something in, a, in about 20 minutes with yeah. a, as long as I can copy and flat, just uh, copy the CLI commands over, the CLI dump over. It's uh, uh, the old beta 20, flight. Yep, it's about a twenty-minute process. I can usually resolder everything, right. and fully rebuild something. So, yeah. dude, we—that's what we'll do. We'll have rebuild races at downtime at IO. <laughs> Perfect. Which that's an old joke. We tried to do that before. It never happens, but we talk about it all the time. I mean, I got a bunch of old motors. I got some ESCs, and we could we could set it up so that it, it's the fastest motor change. Mm -hmm. We'll set up like well, a, arm. <laughs> a single a single leg off a, a frame, or I mean, save all the broken copters till the end of the, the night, and we'll fix them all at once. <laughs> have, have heat races, right? One big you, Franken copter. You, you pick the, the the three broken copters and see you can fix three faster. <laughs> if anybody that listens to this comes to IO and brings this up, we'll, we'll we will play this game, and it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, especially gotta, World Cup track. You always yeah. find parts everywhere. Yeah, so many broken things. Ah, so we got new staffer, Mr. Chen, Mike Chen himself. And then, not to be confused with Mike Chin, I hope you guys don't think that we swooped. This is a different Mike with a different CH name. This is Mike Chen, not Mike Chen. I don't want anybody to get mixed up and get, it, get like overly excited. Mike Chen is just as awesome as Mike Chen, so I'm not worried. Wait, what? I've never, but, I've never met him, so I can't compare. Oh, you guys are fun. But uh, new products for Hobbywing have just come out in droves. We have an all-new spec motor that's been a bit of game changer for 10-scale racing. In the world of spec motor racing, there's been some very strict rules in place for a very long time. And the sizes and dimensions of things have been very uh, under the thumb, if you will, of the, the situation. And there's been some changes to all of that, and Hobbywing is the first one to get to market with this new style of larger stator spec motor. So the people are scrambling to get this new motor, and that is the new G4 Hobbywing. Uh, there's a 13.5, 17.5, 21.5. There's all the popular spec turns. So that's been super uh, – what's the word that I'm looking for here? I just lost all of my energy on how exciting that was supposed to be because I forgot what I was going to say. But – Big buzz with the new spec motor. Um, after that, we have two new basher systems, the Max 4 censored combo and the new Max 8 censored combo. And these are censored waterproof combos that kind of are the next generation for the Easy Run Max lineup. So you can probably expect to see Max 10, Max 6s, Max 5, that generation all kind of moving towards these new censored style waterproof motors. And they have uh, a lot more features than the previous generations do in addition to just kind of the 
the waterproofing, but that's kind of the biggest deal to me. Max 4 is huge. It's uh, our first 12S car system that we've had yet, and it's it's bigger than my hand. It's a uh, 78 millimeter diameter and 125 millimeter length. The motor is massive. It's like a soup can and a half. And the speed control is nearly as big. I think it's a 80 by 125 or something like that, but massive speed controls. Um, and then I think that was all the new things that I was supposed to talk about that I can remember recently. Max 8, Max 4, new spec motor, right? Yeah, that was it. Um, the fusion stuff that's coming out or shh. Ooh. Shh. Shh. you weren't supposed to tell anybody about that but as anything in hobby you can always expect changes and improvements coming down the pipeline and you probably want to stay tuned to hobbywingdirect.com as well as hobbywing officials youtube channel because there will be some announcements that come out before our next episode and you'll want to make sure that you get down on all of that fun information um, you heard nothing. Mike, you know nothing. You heard nothing. <laughs> do, do you know the real reason that people actually listen to RC stuff powered by Hobbywing? I can I can take a guess at that one. What 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 would be your first guess be? Of course, you, Charlie. No, it's the free RC <laughs> stuff, you silly goose. Gosh, I even tried to tell him that's the real reason. No. The, the real reason that people listen to RC stuff is that each and every episode, we give away free RC stuff. All you have to do to enter is send an email uh, to this email address, rcstuff at hobbywing.com. You want to make sure that you include your name, your address, type in your email address for us, because I always forget to transfer that part. So if you type it in there, it makes it a lot easier. Tell us what type of RC stuff you're into. And if you can include a shirt size, that would be great as well, because we like to throw in a shirt and we want to make sure you're going to be able to wear it. It usually helps. Yeah. But that being said, we're going to move on to this month's winner of free RC stuff. And drum roll, please. That was good. From Middletown, Ohio, Christian Fig. Congratulations, sir. We got your information. He's in a rock crawlers, bashers, and short course. So I get to pick from a couple items. We're gonna get you a gift box together and get that on get, get that on its way to you. And hopefully, by the time you hear this podcast, you will have already gotten your email that you are our big winner. And they're gonna send you a link that you have to click and fill out some information. So don't be scared. It's not a scam, it's actually us. Congratulations. Yeah. Mike, uh, I'm excited to have you on board. Me and Mike work together every day, so he's going to have to put up with a lot of my nonsense, and it's been uh, good to, to kind of chat with somebody about all these customer things each and every day, and I'm looking forward to all the stuff we get to help improve. Because until now, I don't want to say it's been like, it's definitely not a one-man show. There's like 10 people that all make all the magic happen here at Hobbywing, but it's great to have somebody else on the front lines out here uh, taking it on the chin, so to speak. Yeah, glad to be here. I like to geek out over stuff, so. You're going to have plenty of stuff to geek out over. All right, well, thanks for joining us this afternoon, folks. This has once again been an edition of RC Stuff Powered by Hobbywing. Don't forget to drop us an email, rcstuff at hobbywing.com. We will see you all next time. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for having me.